Enhancing children's physics questions through great science share for schools. Join me on a journey through physics questions and investigations that enrich pupils' scientific thinking and practice by exploring how we can give specific support to inspire physics-based questions, we'll consider the strategies and the resources to encourage pupils to think big. Be inspired to find more about how the Great Science Share for Schools offers a prime opportunity to give time to developing and investigating physics questions and how these can be used to reveal and dispel misconceptions about physics concepts. Let's get thinking. Let's work together to enhance children's physics questions. John Dewey, a philosopher and educationalist, once said, What's in a question, you ask? Everything. It is evoking stimulating response. It is, in essence, the very core of teaching. Physics is all about asking questions. By using observation and experiment, we can answer questions about what will happen in the future. Physics is a natural science that studies matter, motion and behaviour through space and time and other topics such as energy, forces and waves. Physics is one of the most fundamental scientific disciplines and its main purpose is to understand how the universe behaves. The boundaries of physics are not rigidly defined and ideas in physics often explain the fundamental concepts studied by other sciences, even at primary level. I think that it is also important to highlight that advances in physics often enable advances in technologies. For example, advances in the understanding of electromagnetism led directly to the development of products that have dramatically transformed modern day society. They led to the development of home appliances like the television and the washing machine. Thinking or big ideas is not a new concept. In 2009, a group of experts in science education took part in an international seminar with the aim of identifying the key ideas that students could encounter in their science education to enable them to understand, enjoy and marvel the natural world. It was recognised that an overcrowded and fragmented science curriculum was one of the key factors in pupils' perception that science was disconnected series of facts and had very little wider meaning. The subsequent work by the group resulted in the publication of Principles and Big Ideas of Science Education, which was freely distributed and has received interest across the world. These are identified as the big ideas that should be understood by all pupils, not just those who go on to study science or take up a science-based occupation beyond school, but every pupil, equally by all, regardless of gender, cultural background or disability. Asking questions in science is one of the most natural things to do. Asking great scientific questions is a bit of an art and it takes some practice. Start by having a look at tips on asking good scientific questions by Julie Wisco on the Great Science Share website. Questions are an essential part of science. They're an essential part of physics. A good physics question builds on what children already know and when answered it can lead to other good questions. For any question to be meaningful it needs to be testable either by experimenting, measuring or observing and this leads to a scientific inquiry. Or does it? Purposeful scientific inquiry can happen when children are motivated to answer a question that matters to them. It should involve them collecting and analysing data 
developing explanations and solving problems about the world around them. Can you think of any examples of this? I mentioned that asking questions is a bit of an art and takes some practice, so don't hold back. Remember that all questions are good to listen to and think about. Don't be afraid to test and try in the classroom. Learning to listen and discuss can inspire big thinking and some fantastic questions. Plan ahead and don't be afraid to alter and change your first idea. For example, if I asked pupils, do heavy objects fall faster than light ones? This may appear to be far too complex for pupils to answer. Indeed, there are numerous videos demonstrating that most adults will find the question perplexing. But does breaking the broader question down to smaller questions that can be investigated one at a time, such as, which ball will reach the ground first? Some questions can be worded in a way that allows them to be answered by an experiment. Here are some good ways to begin scientific questions. How does the effect of, or what is the effect of? Is there a pattern between? Is there a relationship between? In our example, we could say, does the weight of the ball affect? What is the effect of the weight of the ball? Or possibly, is there a relationship between the weight of the ball and how long it takes to reach the ground? Try and avoid questions that can't be answered either by direct observation or by gathering evidence. A testable question asks how one change influences something else. Check that your questions can do this. Children can answer their questions in several ways. Observation over time. How does the shadow of the ball change over the course of the day? Pattern seeking. Is there a relationship between the weight of the ball and how quickly it reaches the floor? Fair testing. Does the height of the ramp affect how far the ball will travel? Physics is complex. Some topics are more complex than others. For example, things that we can't see like forces or electricity because we're working on models to understand scientific ideas. With two experts in science explaining to non-experts how the world works might help with this. They identify the very few key ideas which explain a phenomenon and cut through the distracting detail. For example, a physicist can show just how two key ideas can explain how satellites and spacecraft are kept moving around the Earth. How can children develop questions and investigations for concepts like this? Often, a thought experiment where children are sharing their thinking through mind maps or discussion could still be a great activity to do and to share as part of the Great Science Share for Schools. For ideas, have a look at the original concept cartoon books that were written by Brenda Keogh and Stuart Naylor. Let's look at one example. Those are pictures which demonstrate a scientific idea. And usually they have up to four different statements about the idea. One of the statements is correct and the other statements may be close to the correct idea or complete misconceptions. Sometimes concept cartoons are used where there is one statement completed and the others are left bank blank for pupils to complete with their own concept of the idea. Concept cartoons allow you to illustrate alternative viewpoints or provide a stimulus for discussion and argument. They help with promoting thinking and reasoning or help learners to ask their own questions. Back to my example. The snowman investigation is as appropriate as ever. It's a winter's day and it's been snowing outside. 
Rusty Joe and Alex are making a snowman. They want to stop him from melting in the sun. Will the coat stop him from melting in the sun? What do you think? Will the coat make the snowman melt? Will it make no difference? Or will the coat keep him cold? A common misconception is that some materials keep things warm. Put your coat on to keep warm. So, will the coat make the snowman warm? And therefore cause the snowman to melt? However, the coat, or the material that the coat is made of, acts as an insulator, so heat can't travel in either direction. So, on the snowman, it stops the heat from the sun reaching the snowman, and therefore the snowman won't melt as quickly. Could we replicate this at home? Try freezing some water inside two plastic bottles. Cover one bottle with a sock or something similar. Could we extend this investigation? Perhaps we could alter the thickness of the sock, change the material that the sock is made of, or even the colour of the sock. There are hundreds of concept cartoons available, so make use of these fantastic resources. There are lots of resources available to support physics teaching. The Institute of Physics has a very comprehensive website, IOP Spark, with over 2,000 resources, including Marvin and Milo activities, which could be interlinked with concept cartoons and stories from physics. There's also a bank of resources which could be used to update your physics knowledge and support your teaching in the classroom. Have a look on IOP Spark and remember to use the filter in order to find the relevant primary resources. The Ogden Trust offers lots of resources such as Fizzy Focus and Fizzy Practicals. These include simulating ideas and resources. They can bring the topic of electricity into the primary classroom. There's also a section on scientific ideas over time. In the electricity topic, it looks at how ideas about electricity have changed over time. This enables children to develop their understanding of the relevance of their learning in the real world. Taking time to think about how our ideas about science have changed over time by exploring the work of notable and current scientists provides many opportunities for children to develop their science capital. The Primary Science Teaching Trust Starters for Science is a collection of short videos created to support teachers to introduce practical science inquiry. They don't need any resources and so it can be used for learning in school or at home. One simple example from the collection is introducing the concept that engineers and architects work together to make structures that are strong and efficient. And in order to do this, they must use the strongest shapes for their designs. What kind of shapes could they use? Thinking Science is a resource produced by the University of Bristol, which is designed to provoke thinking and discussion, and to consolidate and extend knowledge and understanding by drawing upon research in the philosophy of science. Big thinking takes students beyond the conception of science education as a learning of facts and theories, by engaging with the conceptual, ethical and social issues that concerns us all. They also facilitate students' understanding of how science works to produce reliable knowledge. Some of these big questions include Do scientists always need to suggest what the outcome will be? If we can't make or destroy energy, why do we hear so much about an energy crisis? If scientists could find a new particle, how could they be sure there wasn't anything smaller? So how can we motivate our pupils to think big? 
listen to rather than listening for. There are many different good answers, so try and listen to what students are saying rather than listening for answers you're always expecting. Give students time to think by allowing them some silent thinking time and then asking students to write their first thoughts on a whiteboard or pick up thinking cards off the floor. This can also build literacy skills and improve students' confidence later on in their academic life. Encourage all pupils to participate with a voting system or similar. Pupils can also give their opinion without vocalising, for example by voting with raising hands or by voting with their feet. This ensures that no one opts out of giving their opinion, even those who feel less confident in contributing to classroom discussions. Science Inquiry Games is an inspiring and motivating resource designed to help children in primary schools develop and consolidate their understanding of science inquiry. In the book there are nine strategies suggested and they can be used in various ways to help children review and develop their science inquiry skills. Each strategy is based around games where children can get actively involved. Sometimes using grammatically closed questions such as Can we make energy? is useful because most pupils can share their first thoughts, yes or no, without necessarily having to justify their opinion and you can also gather opinion fairly quickly. Using pair talk on a regular basis will also help build confidence in answering the questions. You can then ask students to feedback one word on a card that summarises their paired conversation. This is an easy way of getting participation from all students and gives a good overview of the different conversations. And this can also work quite well online using a Google Jamboard or similar. Sometimes it's not always easy to facilitate discussion to support students to think for themselves. A good starting point might be what do you mean by? What do you mean by the blue ball is falling faster than the red one? Can you say why? Can you say why you think the heavier ball will reach the ground first? Can someone give me an example? Can you give me an example of something else falling through the air? What might someone who disagrees with that say? If David disagrees with you, what's he going to say? How does that help us answer the question? How does measuring the time it takes for the blue ball to fall and then measuring the time it takes for the red ball to fall help us? So let's get going. Let's start with forces. Think of examples of forces you know about. What is similar about them? What's different? Choose one of the forces you've discussed. Describe what would the world look like without it? What is a non-contact force? How can we know that non-contact forces like magnetic forces exist? Do forces explain why things happen? And then let's move on to think big. Do forces really exist? Or are they just a way of describing situations? These questions get students thinking about properties of different forces and their effect on the world. They also encourage students to consider whether forces explain or merely describe situations. And how can we know that forces exist? To access these questions, students will need to know about the different forces and what do they do. So, what forces do you know about and what do they do? If forces do exist, could we prove it? 
If they don't exist, why are they so good at describing situations? Let's think of another example. When we look through a telescope at stars and other things in space, we are seeing light from many years ago. What is the point of observing space if we are actually observing what it was like many years ago? What is the point of observing and investigating other galaxies, even though we can't visit them? Should research to tackle issues on Earth, for example climate change, be prioritised over space research? If we found a planet that humans could live on, would we have a right to move there? If we were to move to a new planet, what would we have to think about in order to live well? For big questions, encourage pupils to think about what makes a good society for all, as well as what we would need to survive. So let's think of the question again. When we look through a telescope at things in space, we are seeing light from many years ago. So what rights and responsibilities do we have towards Earth and the rest of the universe? Improvement in teacher questioning, helping teachers to get better at questioning, will in turn give students access to higher order ideas. They can also be used with other topics across the curriculum. By giving suggestions with questions that teachers can ask, then teachers will become more familiar with these questioning techniques, which will encourage them to use questions more in the future. Questions can improve pupils' general literacy and scientific literacy. It can be argued that pupils who can talk confidently about their answers and express themselves in the classroom are often more able to translate their thoughts into written, accurate answers. By being encouraged to think and write in depth in lessons at an early age, students can access more complex questions and subjects later on. Teacher questioning also has the potential to motivate and engage students who have no interest in science. The same questioning technique can set the tone for discussions in other lessons and provide students with an alternative way to think about questions. And over time, students recognise that there are many answers to questions in science and that there is not always a definite answer. This can inspire students who are likely to enter ed secondary education and continue with their study in physics, as well as have a positive impact on students who perceive science as a difficult and inaccessible subject. Teacher questioning can also show the depth of understanding and can also highlight misconceptions, which allows a teacher to possibly think about reteaching parts of the curriculum, particularly in the current climate where most of the pupils are learning from home. The secondary level, Big thinking will also help give students the confidence to approach the difficult, more challenging questions. Longer answer exam questions often ask students to work through multi-level problems and use previous answers in subsequent parts of the question. What questions are you intrigued by when thinking about the, some of the topics in physics? Electricity, light, sound, forces. Now is the time to get asking and get investigating. Let's think big. Let's get thinking. I look forward to you being part of the great science share for schools.